0: Really? Oh my god, so so weak, so un- uninspired. Well, I really think that Game as long as you clap boys. and I turn my
1: volume up and noise suppression's not on, it works. Doesn't have to be a very sure. good clap. Uh, sure. Just has to exist. And I got to, I got—I bump my volume 2x really fast every time you do the clap.
0: I—I I, Well, that's helpful, but I, I don't know. It seems like whether the clap is good or not, that really sets the tone for the whole episode.
1: I think it's how I react to the clap, you know what I mean? Totally. totally it's all about us bringing energy from the clap and this time we reacted pretty well to what you think was a bad clap but i feel good about it listen
0: 2021 in the future it's an economy of reacts you know 78 (laughs) percent let's just round it up 100 percent of all gen Gen z they want to be influencers they want they want to react they don't they don't want to create yeah they don't want to work hard
1: why create something when you could put it in the corner of a YouTube video and go, Oh, you guys see that? You see, you see what? It did you see that? I got a flip and poop came out.
0: Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. It needs that. It needs that. And, and you know, my favorite kind of my personal favorite kind of react isn't isn't the it's not that you've seen that guy. It's the guy that's completely silent eating. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite kind of react.
1: My favorite associated genre is I've gotten increasingly into fast food reviews of the guy in the guy alone in car fast food reviews. Oh,
0: that's one of the darkest types of videos known to man.
1: Yeah. Well, I got into Badlands Chugs because of Block Party because they mentioned Badlands Chugs. And I started looking that up and I was loving, loving watching that man chug.
0: So he just chugs stuff. That's his whole. Well, bit. he also
1: reviews he- fast food stuff. Is the thing, and so that added to my algorithm. Other fast food. Oh, I know. Food- I,
0: I know this guy.
1: Yeah, he rules. I've seen him chug cream corn. Seen him chug oh. the. Oh. Seen him chug the ocean. Oh. The ocean. Yeah, for two million subscribers, he got one of those desalinating straws, and then took it to the ocean and then just chugged the ocean for a little bit.
0: Oh my god, I'm watching it. Wait, you can des- you can do that? You can I'm desalinate? sure the straw doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. they're gonna oh no badlands i'm watching him do it
1: it's so good dude it's so good badlands chugs is the best
0: i'll never make any none Not. we'll never we're never gonna make anything remotely as useful
1: i know i shot a sketch this weekend that i felt really good about the footage looks great performances are funny i'm excited to show you when i get it edited together but afterwards i watched like two badlands chugs videos and i was like i've accomplished nothing yeah like this was a waste of a fucking day honestly because i just watched this guy drink two liters of sprite in about eight seconds
0: Uh, badlands chugs is one of the the great soul keepers of flame and we're just like hollowed yeah totally we're, we're we're in we're in the basic level one castle uh speaking of which folks It's a video game podcast. It's called Game Boys. And you know it. We know it. Oh, Lux knows it. I'm learning about it in the moment. (laughs) It's Game Boys. We we, we do a lot of podcasts. I'm losing track of all of them.
1: Yep, we do a lot of one podcast a week, and it's
0: called Game Boys, the video games, and I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Lux. And I'm Griffin, and we're joined, as always, by producer and, you know, as the (laughs) cool kids say on the internet, comrade. Haley,
1: <laughs> yeah, comrade Haley on the ones and twos.
0: Is it still cool to say comrade? No,
1: I still use it, but only in like the speci- only like the specific context of like, hey, I'm at like a political event or doing stuff, and I don't know everyone's gender or like what they like to be referred to,
0: so I use comrades. It's gender neutral and it's true in that moment. What, uh, what I think, what let's go. Can we gamify this term? Squad mate, party <laughs> member. Squadmate's good. Members, party member sounds too much like like a political party member. Squadmate's yeah. okay, but it's too close to the squad.
1: Yeah, that's true. Maybe man, wouldn't it be? So I have to send in. I have to like get my shit together to get ready to go to my friend's bachelor party in October, and I have to like send my like travel info to the guy who's organizing everything. Mm-hmm. It'd be very funny to email that thread and be like, "Hey, squadmates, I'm ready to get on the battle bus and go drop into New Orleans."
0: <laughs> you bet that's the quickest way to get uninvited um which is something i'm always trying to do I, people invite me to weddings all the time they haven't gotten me yet I'll i feel like what,
1: i feel like i'm already on the edge of being uninvited because this is a bunch of my friends like finance bro buds and like like you know new york like midtown guys
0: yeah they want to they want to <laughs> kill someone on that Backwater yeah park. for sure they want to like go to like larry
1: <laughs> flint's and like have to like pay the cops not to tell anyone about what happened
0: yeah that gets expensive but you know that's what that's what wall street's for baby and that's what crypto's for yeah. um, oh i'm so
1: i will bet i'm so certain that on this trip someone will try and talk to me about crypto and like a not haha isn't crypto for idiots way
0: yeah that's yeah that's just those are the conversations that we have left that's a guarantee <laughs> some some French bankers Bitcoin <laughs> um yeah oh, that's pretty good. for me uh, uh, an invite to a wedding is the same as like jury duty you just have to like tell them you're racist and then you don't have to go see
1: I actually like going to weddings what I am nervous about is I've not been to a bachelor party at like at this scale like if my friends get married it's like hey we're all gonna get together and like have some drinks and hang out for like a night or whatever so this uh-huh. is Thursday through Sunday in New Orleans at like a fancy Airbnb with like 12 other weirdos. Sure. And by weirdos, I mean mostly normies. So I'll be the weird one. Um, now,
0: do you think they'll – to keep this on, sort of on focus as always, will there be gaming allowed at this bachelor party?
1: I'm nervous that none of them are gamers. Whoa. Um, I'm going to get Not even there. the guy you know? No, Matt's a gamer. But I feel like Matt in this context won't be a gamer. Do you know what I mean?
0: He's going to, like, you're going to, like, pull out a GameCube controller, and he's just going to pretend that you're not there. Yeah, he's going to, like, I'm going to, like, get there, you. and
1: he's going to pull me aside and be like, don't talk about Nintendo. <laughs> don't talk about anime. Don't talk <laughs> about fantasy novels. These are my cool friends. He,
0: he sees, a, he sees like, a, a, a PS Vita, and he's like, it doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: Yeah, so oh, I'm, man. I'm nervous about that. I'll, you know, I'll report back afterwards. I, I'm sure it'll be fun. New Orleans is great. Although, hopefully, the one thing I'm also worried about is that I don't want to be like, oh, a bunch of white guys going to New Orleans right after the hurricane to fucking party. Um, Wait, uh, it w- would it have been better? What? I just feel like it's weird how many people go to New Orleans to party while New Orleans is recovering from
0: natural disasters. I see. It's like Yeah. A weird, it's a weird vibe to me don't don't those businesses need business
1: yes but i also feel like the type of people i'm going with are going to go to businesses that don't need business that way for sure 100 percent.
0: i mean where does that all that airbnb money go to folks that's right the boomers yep that's that's boomer money (laughs) that is boomer money let me tell you what i yeah i don't know jury's out for me on airbnb i I am i'm a fan of big hotel But I don't want to side with them. Airbnb
1: is, in theory, good, in practice, bad. Okay. Like, people being like, oh, I'm not in my house. Someone should make use of this space while I'm gone. I'll rent it for, like, a a slightly elevated rate. Makes sense and provides, like, a lot of, like, good opportunities for people to travel and, like, get places that don't go to, like, big hotel chains. But when, like, some dude's buying 75 houses in a neighborhood and just airbnb leasing all of them and people would like to actually live there that's very right, bad like,
0: I, why do i feel like any kind of interaction with real estate market is just you good talk like dealing with black water at this point okay, well, <laughs> with, with BlackRock, rock not black water well well both they're both getting in on it the, <laughs> the prob- guys from overwatch uh wait is that Blackwater is an overwatch.
1: Blackwater is the private military contractor that we use in Afghanistan and Iraq. Used. And then Black Rock.
0: What's the other one? Black Rock is a, like a real estate speculation company. They But they're both under the umbrella of Black. The no, younger, I think, the, they just have that in their name. I don't think they're related <laughs> companies. It's just part of the black company.
1: It's just one guy named Terry Black who owns a private military, like a private army, and also like 6,000 houses in Sturgis, South Dakota.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with thinking those are the same company, that's even fine. if they're not. Well, as long as um, you're okay it, with it, then, then that's great. Then we're good. My reality changes not a bit. Um, but speaking of reality changing things and, and once again veering us towards the topic of gaming, I sent you a little DM. You did. Uh, and it, shook, really it shook me to my core. <laughs> it did. It did. It, it, it To me, it was an aha moment. Uh, and of course, I'm talking about uh, the Waterburger partnership with Xbox. Uh, there is a custom fast food whataburger xbox series x wait is that even one of the new ones yeah Mm -hmm. it's one of the new ones um and it looks incredible it it's just it it looks like you it looks like if like a a a bag from the restaurant was covering an xbox
1: (laughs) yeah it looks like you someone put an xbox in a whataburger bag and left it in the heat for six days
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, and I have to say, this is the only Xbox that I want.
1: I was thinking that, like, when you sent this to me, I was like, this is stupid. And then, like, an hour later, I was still working, and I was like, I kind of want that Whataburger Xbox.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, outside of it just being, like, a conversation piece, I don't know. It, it kind of it made me think a lot about how little sort of skins and like artificial modifications gamers have been allowed to make to their consoles now there have always been unique additions a Halo edition even all the way back to my N64 days I had the Pikachu Pokemon Snap N64 uh, which was very incredible um, but you know I'm, I'm struck by sort of the lack of advertisers trying to get their shit all over consoles and it's like how have we not well, seen this
1: before I think part of it is that you people project their gaming identity outward into like the internet you know right and so that's where the, the money is at a private advertising space. like you gotta give them the skins you gotta get pickle Rick brought to you by Wendy's or whatever right. Um, but like at your, at your house like you know how many people are really going to like care about the the skin on your Xbox at your house? And the only reason they'd make those is like to do these like weird partnerships. Um, Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it doesn't work the same in terms of an advertising, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, but I like the weird partnerships. It looks great. And, and, you know, especially coming from me, you know, we're in a place where I think the PS five and the Xbox, they both look pretty ridiculous. There isn't much you could do to make them uglier. So why not just have them put on a, a costume? Like, uh, you know, I think there should be a McDonald's PS5. Yeah, it's not I really the think best.
1: Be. It's, yeah, I think so, too. It's not the best looking machine. None of them are. But, man. it would, some skins. Yeah, throw some on there. It's like, why not like make it okay to look at?
0: And also, it's like, you know, let let let's let wild in a lot of ways because you know i don't know it's like to me when i every almost every gamer accessory is like useless and optional so it's like how come i can't like put a leather jacket on my ps5
1: he'll get too hot like, and break <laughs> <laughs> that one's that one's easy that was that was a softball dude
0: you really knocked that one of the park quick you clocked that one from a mile away um, well, now,
1: now like a members only windbreaker with the Charlotte Hornets logo <laughs> on it. Now that could, that could fucking fly.
0: <laughs> I mean, and let's be real. Like, I mean, has, has there been a Supreme console? Let's see. Supreme. No, oh, video I game. Console. I can't I mean, they've imagine. They've done everything else. It looks like they made a game boy at some point. Hmm. And it doesn't look like, it looks like a, not even like a functional game boy though. That sounds like supreme. Uh, but yeah, anyways, those are all my breaking thoughts. I wanted to share that news item with you today. But, you know, we've got some we've got some work to do. We're a day late and a dollar short, but we're 10 games deep and mm-hmm. we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, I don't know. I don't know where you wanted to start. I mean, I, I, I could start or you could start. I, I'm ready to do anything.
1: Um, are you playing a game that I'm not playing? Because maybe we start with the games that we're not both playing
0: and then get to the games we are both playing. Certainly. Well, uh, I have been revisiting a game on the Nintendo Switch. A game that gets a lot of disrespect. And a game that should be heralded more.
1: Are you talking about Mega P Cross XL?
0: No. Uh, then I have no idea. <laughs> I'm, of course, talking. You know, I'm sure this is the part where all the listeners—they're shouting it out. They're so desperate. They know the answer. I—that's right. You guys are correct. I'm talking about Mario Rabbids, the oh. XCOM Mario game that came out the first year of the Switch.
1: Did people not think that was sweet? I feel like that movie, that that game was obviously sweet.
0: Not enough people played it, and, and people kind of just like made fun of it, being like, "Oh, that's like a, a silly." way that mario should not be interpreted and i was like that can't be farther from the truth uh because it's a great game and it's a, it's a great game because i was on a plane and guess what lux i was in texas Ba-boom. i was in galveston for three days i wasn't able to visit austin or i actually would have hit you up
1: yeah, I, think, I figured you, if if, it was, if you'd come to Austin and not told me or Haley that you were in town, it would have pretty fucked up.
0: But I, I thought it was extra sneaky of me, though, to sneak into the state and to not have any of your security alarms go off. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to check uh, get in get on those. shit checked out. Yeah. That shit checked out. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I was traveling. I needed a game, um, and I wasn't really certain if I wanted to download a new game, so I whipped up Mario and Rabbids again. And, man, it is... Such a solid game with some really, really interesting XCOM mechanics um, and their own kind of twist and flavor on the genre. And it's fucking hard. It's a yeah. fucking hard game. And it's there's it no easy. reason to be. I literally, I still haven't beat it. I was like stuck on a couple levels. And there is a way to cheese it where the game offers you like 50% more health if you can't like beat a level after a while. But I've never accepted that. I can't.
1: Yeah, you gotta say no. I hate when... I mean, I understand when they make that offer, that, and I'm sure some people will fuck with it, but I always am like, how dare you? How dare you yeah. say this to me? That happened... Pretty insulting. Yeah, it happened in the game that I'm currently playing, um, in Black Book, which we'll get into in a second. I yeah. had a similar experience, and I got very offended then, too.
0: Yeah, I and, no, and it's, um, we're on the same page. I would rather get a screen that literally just said, get good... And then they like shut down the program, and you have to like restart the program. I would, I'd prefer that to a screen that says, Looks like you suck at games. How about we rank this down to baby level?
1: Yeah, especially because like I can rank it down to baby level myself. I feel like that's what I need to do. Like I know how to do that. And I'll say it, I have done it in certain games where I'm like, or I'm like, oh, this boss is, like, insanely hard and it's hard because I'm, like, leveled the wrong way and I'm just going to knock down the difficulty so I can move on with the story and, like, get leveled right or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's fine. But I hate when the game is like, hey, little bud. Hey, hey, bud. You need a little bit of help there, bud? I'm like, get out of my fucking face.
0: It's like you're at a bowling alley and, and the guy next to you is like, there's a bumper lane right next door. So you take, you take a bowling ball and and you knock him over the head. But you didn't mean to knock him that hard, but he hits the ground really hard and then you don't know what to do.
1: Yeah. It's a lot like that common experience.
0: <laughs> uh but yeah, um Mario Rabbids is a hard game and I'm excited for the sequel which I believe comes out sometime in early next year. Yeah. Uh that that's been super fun. Uh and my only suggestion I would say for the sequel would be permadeath. Where Mario can die, and Mario's sons must live on and complete the mission.
1: Well, okay. I love that. However, I will say that Mario Rabbids does do a really good thing with having not permadeath in that it gives everyone unique special abilities- that you kind of need each level to solve like the different puzzle structures and permadeath would make 100%. the game totally impossible because there are parts where like you need Luigi's special jump or whatever. Totally.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool thing they added to the, to the XCOM universe that they all kind of play a role and you can like rotate your party for like what the level demands of you. And I'm just saying, if all the characters die, then their offspring, their sons and daughters, and those beyond the binary, looking at you, rabid peach, uh, they have the same powers. They're just younger and stricken with trauma.
1: That's very similar to the game Massive Chalice that I like a lot, where you are constantly having heroes level up and breed and make new heroes. And when people die, their kids just kind of slot in.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah, game rules. Massive. 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 Chalice.
1: Hey, Griffin, here's a joke. Why, uh, why do the drum and bass DJ get lost uh, in the jungle? Why? Because the jungle is massive. That's a joke. I, that's a joke for people who yeah. listen to the BBC radio.
0: <laughs> nah, yeah, that's actually most... That's everyone here. That's everyone here. Everyone's like, not. They like
1: to say jungle a- is massive.
0: They do, uh, and they're and they're wrong. <laughs>
1: Jungles are notoriously small <laughs> across the board. Not a single big there's, one.
0: There's very few left. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what I've been playing. Why don't you tell me what you've been playing? So I've
1: been playing this game Black Book, which is it hits a lot of of Lux notes. Um, it's like Slavic mythology stuff. So very The Witcher e in that sense. Like you're getting all of your drowners and rasulkas and Leshies and whatever, and that's, honors, man. and that's fun. And it's fun to like, it's fun to see those things in a more storybooky context than in The Witcher, because The Witcher is very like action fantasy. Everything's hardcore metal, whatever. And so seeing them more in the fairy tale vibe that is like their origin is a pretty cool experience that I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, but the juice of the game is that you play as a witch who has to unlock the seven seals on this magical book, and to do that, you go around interacting with demons and solving puzzles. And the main mechanic is that you fight and you fight using like a card system based on pages in your spell book. And you can like switch pages in and out. And so like you get a certain set of pages and you figure out what order you want to play them in to do the most damage or protect yourself or do whatever effect. And then, you know, you get a new hand of the next or whatever. Um, but it has some really clever mechanics with that stuff that is new. There's a couple of things in there that I've like never experienced really in those games. Um <coughs> And yeah, it's it's very fun. It's pretty challenging. I had to go back a couple hours because one thing I didn't realize is that you can buy new cards as you go, and you can buy copies of cards you already have, but you can't unlock cards you don't have by buying, except for in very specific circumstances. So, wait, wait,
0: like with real money?
1: No, in-game money. Oh, okay. All and right. so what happened to me is there's a card that gets rid of, like, enemy bonuses, And I just never grabbed it during the unlocks because I was like, yeah, enemies don't have that many bonuses. And then I got to a boss who's like, you can't beat them without getting rid of their bonuses. And Uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense because it's incentivizing you to get every card so you can make multiple builds of your deck and like mess around with it in like a fun way. But I was just sort of like utilitarian about
0: it in a silly way. And it fucked me. This is, um, this is like lux's fucking q zone there's some fucking decks of cards that trigger turn-based motherfucking action i could i could i, I could have you play absolutely anything if it had those mechanics
1: It those mechanics and it had a semi-distinctive look and some kind of mythology i'm pretty much guaranteed to be in on it yeah um uh, uh
0: yeah the, the look uh, in this game is Scientology funny. card game yeah cool. i'd play it i'd go clear why, yeah, I <laughs> go clear. Uh, achievement unlocked. You, uh, have been blackmailed. So, it's uh, it, I like the art on it too. Yeah, look at this wolf with red eyes. Looks pretty chill.
1: Nice. How much, how yeah. much, how much are we talking? It's 25.
0: 25. Okay, indie, indie, indie. No, is this a game? Are you gonna go the full distance with this one? I'll probably beat this one. Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay and what's so hard about it is it just the bonus stuff, stuff that you didn't plan or is there anything else? no
1: i mean the bosses scale up about it. difficulty wise pretty in pretty interesting ways um there are some bosses where it's just going to be like i imagine it'll be pretty tough the first time through because it'll be like oh i've been using this one deck and then they have like you have to key up combos or whatever to beat them that maybe like your base deck doesn't have um and then also it's fun because it's not just deck fights there's a lot of like there's like some riddles or like puzzly things and like dialogue tree stuff that like, so you can level up faster, get other bonuses or get money or get rewards that way or get attacked or hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that makes the whole thing a little bit, it, it adds like another layer where I'm not just sort of like going from deck fight to deck fight to deck fight. Okay, cool. And, and I like that a lot.
0: Nice. Very nice. Well... That's the heart of those cards. Um, let's talk about one of the games that both of us have been playing.
1: Yeah. All right. Which one do you want to talk about? Do you want to start with the popular one
0: or uh, <laughs> or the less popular like they're, one? They're both they're both popular to different types of people. That's true. Uh, it, Tumblr versus uh, everyone else. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I'd like to start this part of the show by issuing an apology. Okay. Now something on the show that we've known for a long time is that I have a prediction system and it's never wrong. It's never failed me. <laughs> and it's always been shockingly accurate. Yeah, the Joe Biden VR was really striking, <laughs> but you know what I got to say is, you know, lightning can strike twice. Nah, that's not the phrase. I fucked up. (laughs) I was wrong. I predicted that Deathloop was going to be a bad game. And it's fun. It's sweet. And good. And and pretty good. It's fun. It's weird. It's got
1: like a really weird tone and style that I like. Um, Yeah. It's doing all kinds of stuff with the
0: haptic. Yeah. Doing all sorts of stuff. And just to set this up, you know, I really, I've been talking for months about how, Everyone in marketing, video game marketing is trying to make Deathloop happen and like make Deathloop be a thing because the PS5 lineup is so skimpy that they really, really needed a game to fill this time right here. And typically in that first year cycle of a console, most games like this turned out to be incredibly forgettable, if not bad uh and so this all of my stars were lining up here i was like everything is lining up for this to be a forgettable mediocre game from a company whose games have never grabbed me i mean i i've always liked the dishonored games for like three hours and then i just never pick it up again i always fall off i always get bored it's always missing something to like really pull me through and like keep me playing have you ever felt that way about the dishonoreds
1: yeah, I never got super into them, which is weird because their style is very, like, I mean, I'm not a huge stealth game fan, but they also had fun fight mechanics and fun, like, other magic stuff. Plus, it's all, like, plague masks and, like, dirty steampunk, which I'm always, like, into. Um, yeah. And it just never mega linked me. It, like, never, like, zapped me in in that way that maybe like, I gotta finish it
0: and I, and i keep on trying to like isolate what wasn't working there like what what is it because you know this game deathloop does pull a lot of those elements from dishonored but i mean i would mainly like describe this game as sort of like a like a <laughs> a, a roguelike that doesn't reset and all the levels are the same each time uh is kind of like, but it like plays like Bioshock Infinite in terms of combat. Um, and that's been super fucking interesting so far. Um,
1: yeah, it's been, uh, it's been fun. I like, I like that dying is like part of it. Do you know what I mean? It makes you not feel bad about dying because it makes you think like, um, uh, it makes you think that uh, it's, <clears throat> You okay? You okay? Yeah, sorry. I got a, no, I just got a thing in my throat. Um it like it dying lets you figure out little things that you missed along the way or new ways to look at the issues that let you solve puzzles differently. Like it almost feels like a time travely thing and it doesn't make you feel super bad.
0: Yeah, and 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 I was getting a little Overwhelmed and confused with like The mechanics of like the time Shift and stuff like that and I think it will Just take me a few more hours to get into the flow Of that but yeah there's some super Interesting ideas going on because It's not just a game about Sort of like one Groundhog's day but it's like You're going to four different Parts of this island And each one of those parts Has four different time cycles It's like morning noon Afternoon and night Um, and that really is like a big amount of stuff to dive into and to figure out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting for me so far because it's, it's, I, I think it's supposed to feel like a game where you're uncovering everything like outer wilds or something like that, which was also like a live die repeat. But the thing is, is like with deathloop so far the game is really holding my hand and like leading me to all the waypoints that i need to go to which feels a little handholdy and a little less like really figure it out yourself but in my opinion for just like how this game is designed and like what it's interested in doing and like the flow and like how it wants you to be in combat a lot I think it makes more sense to be a little more handholdy with where you need to go next.
1: yeah, because it wants you to take it wants you to take big risks and be willing to die. And yeah. so it doesn't want the stuff surrounding that to be like a big old a big old hassle.
0: right. And I think that's been super interesting. Uh, you know I, I I don't really fully understand the story yet. And I've been hearing some uh, unfortunate things online about how important parts of the story are tucked away into little books and stuff like that, um, which doesn't feel like this is the right game for that kind of storytelling. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying that so far. I think uh, the voice actor uh, who plays Colt is very charming and very, very endearing and someone that like is like the perfect voice for a character you want to spend 30 or 40 hours with. Yeah, like, I know.
1: He's he's, he's awesome. like one of the, he's sort of the opposite of what we were talking about last week with those yes. characters who are like, mm-hmm. oh, it makes this game that looks cool seem not fun. This game makes this guy makes a game that occasionally is like, I don't want to shoot guns anymore. Like I'm excited to shoot guns.
0: Totally. Totally. He totally brings you into that. Uh, they did an incredible job with casting him and really putting like, his personality as the actor like to the forefront, a lot of times uh, an actor's individual charisma and personality can really be like suffocated by the process of the recording and the constraints. Um, but this game really does feel like they were able to get something really natural out of the out of the actor, which is something that you really, it's really rare in games, I feel like, that are often so stilted um, and, and so sort of pre-recorded and diced and chopped. Um, There is something really natural about cult shit, um, which makes the character of Juliana that much more irritable. Uh, She is a very annoying voice actor. And I would first just like to say that, listen, there's plenty of female voice actors that I do like. I've said this on previous episodes, and I'll say it again every time I play Mass Effect. I'm doing female Shepherd because she's the better voice actor of the two. Uh, I do that for plenty of games. Um, I, uh, I I think there's all sorts of great ones. I really like Abby in Last of Us Part Two. I thought she was a great actor as well. Juliana is not. Uh, Juliana is... The antagonist that's chasing you around the levels. She will randomly appear and attempt to kill you. She kind of has a big daddy vibe from Bioshock in that way. There's this sort of powerful roaming entity that will hunt you if it spots you. Um, There are some of those vibes to it. Uh, But I just every time she talks, I'm just like, this is so annoying. I mean, I mean, do you feel it all the same way? You're not saying anything.
1: I think. Well, I was letting you. I was letting you ISO for a sec. I think that it. I think that she's really fine when she's being the antagonist, at least like when she's popping over the radio or like hassling you, like her tone is like hassly and condescending. And I just haven't gotten far enough to hang out with her in other contexts. You know, you can play as her in that one mode or like she becomes a more built in part of the story as it goes. And I can see how she would get annoying, but I don't find her super alienating in like the relatively small doses I've gotten of her so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine if she was, like, a constant presence the way Colt is that it would drive me mad.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, in my, at least in my playthrough, she's a pretty constant presence. I see her all the time in the levels, and she's talking to me a la Bioshock style through the radio pretty constantly.
1: Yeah, she pops with um, the radio pretty often.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's just one of those weird times where I'm like, oh, man, like, if, Colt's, if Colt wasn't so good, I would maybe even, like, notice her last but like it's just yeah the, the the contrast between the two is is jarring for me as someone who really appreciates a good performance um but yeah uh it also let's talk about
1: it's a shooter that holds up mechanically which yeah, let's, for talk about, me, let's
0: talk about the, let's talk about the gameplay
1: which for me is pretty rare as we've discussed at length um it's a first-person game where you shoot stuff a lot and the shooting is not too hard or too easy and it feels cool
0: it feels very fucking cool. Um the first time that I got in a shootout, it was with a gi- that giant crowd who were like setting up the concert uh, in that first level and I like was just like uh oh, I was on like, let's just see what happens. And I just started attacking the entire crowd and just like insane just went ham and just got all of them down and was like whoa like it really did like it was there was a whoa factor there to like when you're sliding around and the way that people are being blown away and stuff uh yeah
1: yeah it's like the sliding is part of it i really like games that integrate movement to like the fighting process where like you have specific ways of moving around in fights like um bullet storm is really good about this where like you'd have sliding attacks or jumping attacks or running attacks or standing still attacks and like you're like that made it so that chaining together like i shoot three guys and i slide down this ramp and i shoot two guys and i jump onto this ledge and i shoot two guys and i drop down and i kick a guy and then i bust out my whip and throw a guy off and i run to the exit like feels really fluid and interesting and dynamic and exciting um and this has some of that going on no whip or whatever or like time slowing sniper bronze or whatever but like it has some of that dna and that makes it really fun and like exciting
0: it also has some of that sort of like uh that chaos of like oh open this door and there's five guys i'm just gonna start running the other way and then just like hopping over a fence hopping over a wall jumping over a roof and you just kind of like there's a lot of like frantic like wild chase energy uh and all of that is really really brought out with the dual sense controller yeah uh this is one of my favorite experiences so far with the DualSense. I mean, the way that like you slide with Colt and you feel the crunch of his feet—it really brings you into the to the movement of, of Colt uh, in in a way that's like just so satisfying. Just you feel the pistols pop and give you recoil. You feel you sliding across the ground. It, it's all so next gen, um, and yeah, it's just like. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah, like, these are the improvements to gaming that I was promised with the PS5. Not these fucking games that are just PS4 versions played on PS5. I'm it, looking for DualSense. It
1: does feel like a different activity, or not like a different activity, but it does feel like distinctly different than playing most other games. Um, and that. Like you said, it's kind of the thing we were looking for at the PS5 was that like it would make video games time feel a little bit different, feel a little bit more immersive and dynamic and exciting. Um, And it does. It totally does all those things.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, And, you know, it's just it's all brought out, too, because it's like. There's a lot of power combos with guns and like dual wielding and a lot of stuff built on games like BioShock Infinite. And like there were so many cool things going on in BioShock Infinite, but some things just felt like luster. And so it's nice to kind of feel like there's this like there's some some spirits of Infinite in, in this game in terms of how you're like throwing powers together and then shooting and uh, it, it all just it all just feels right. It just feels like they got the combination of everything right for the first time uh, in the in the Dishonored franchise. It's just it's just everything so far is is just operating on a very high level.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool, and it it speaks to sort of why the PS5 is exciting because it without making the game mechanically that different from other games like it it feels different because it feels so much more like the fact that you can feel every footstep or like feel what sliding is like, or like feel the kickback from shooting just makes it so cool and exciting.
0: It's a good point. It's like, you know, everything of this game, this game isn't unique in any way. It's built on the backs of like so many games that came before it. And it's just like, kind of like the perfect formula mixture of all of them. Uh, but that Dual Sense is what really takes it over the edge to a game that you like. You gotta check out, uh, and yeah. So this is like this controller is continuing to be a real big game changer. It was also super cool that PC players th- for the Death Loop could also use a Dual Sense controller, which is not the norm. Um, so I bought it on PC, and I plugged my PS5 controller into the PC, got all the Dual Sense functionality. Nice. That's that's pretty crazy, actually. It is crazy, and also something they should probably fix if they want to sell more consoles. But at the end of the fucking day, they don't have any consoles anyway, so maybe this is for the best.
1: Yeah, that is... It is
0: crazy, though. We did just this week reach the, the holiday. One year of PS5.
1: Wow. One year of PS5, folks. Give it up.
0: One year of PS5 for, like, the... Th- Twenty five thousand people i got it
1: yeah for me and you and forrest and that's it
0: <laughs> yeah happy happy ps5 to us um mine is currently dusty um but yeah i don't know it really really positive things so far about death loop maybe death story could start wearing on me or something like that but right now i'm really pleasantly surprised i'm gonna keep breaking this motherfucking loop and i was wrong Hey, it's good to it's good to be able to admit that, you know. I will. I will admit it. And that and that you know what that means, folks? That when I tell you I'm right, you should believe me even more. Well, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh but but that's the game that, you know, that's the game that uh adults uh, people who pay rent and go to a 9 to 5 they're, they were playing Deathloop. But you know what? There's some other people playing games. Some tw- some teens and tweens who are normally on whatever Tumblr. Is Tumblr still a thing? I think so. Tumblr kids. They're gaming too. And, we- and so Tumblr to adults. T- tum- Tumblr adults. Uh, Deltarune chapter 2 came out for free. For the sequel, zero dollars to Undertale. Yep, free zero dollars on a Mac um,
1: or on a PC or a sufficiently not updated Mac.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it can't be too updated, which I like.
1: <laughs> I've it's frustrating for me because I have to update for video editing software. Oh, so what'd you do? Use my other computer, my old one.
0: <laughs> Whoa, now that's dedication, folks. Um, yeah, uh, you know. Old old school fans of the show will know I, I used to love Undertale so much. There was a segment on the show called Talking Tale where I asked every guest if they'd played the game and then just kind of said that they should play it. Uh, it's one of my top ten. It's still such a memorable and important gaming experience for me. And so it's always exciting to see what Toby Fox has going on in the sequel, Deltarune. Um, and yeah, chapter two came out. It was released for free. I was able to play it on my laptop during my, uh, family vacation. Um, and yeah, I am curious, Lux, what your thoughts are on Delta. They're mixed. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I'm going to, I, I'm mixed too.
1: I, here's why I'm mixed. I thought it was pretty fun and fun to play. I thought that it had a lot of the same charming character stuff that the Toby Fox games always have. I thought, Mm -hmm. and like mechanically, like I said, interesting and fun. Um, I'm finding the chapter format to be frustrating, to be totally honest. Um, part of what makes, so actually, okay. So we talked about this actually recently on my last Shin Megami Tensei stream or like two streams ago, maybe. But like, Part of why I put up with flaws in games or like put up with a lot of things in games is that there's a story beat that I want to get to or a narrative step that I want to take. Right. Sure. So if a game is not 100% fun at all times, that's fine because I'm going to get the reward pop for learning right. the next story beat or whatever. Right. Um, it's hard to get that excitement in this chapter thing because I know it's not going to get fulfilled all the way.
0: Right. Um,
1: and the ending of Delta, have you finished Chatter Tim? I have not. Okay. Well, end of sentence then, I guess.
0: Well, you can, you can say something. Uh,
1: well, the ending just like really leans into the fact that it's incomplete. And, there's more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's more to come.
1: And it, leans, and it has some like twists and reveal stuff. That's interesting and fun, but it's like, it doesn't feel exciting so much as frustrating. Cause I'm like, I don't want to wait a literally a question mark amount of time until yeah, I- the surprise drop of chapter three. And so it, it, takes it out of me a little bit and that just like sort of dims my estimation of the rest of the shit.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have to agree as well in terms of what I think. Yeah. I wasn't even really certain what was wrong about this experience, but then I realized that the chapters is at least a big part of it because when I started chapter two, you know, it's been a while. I don't remember what happened in chapter one. And I don't really remember what everyone's relationship was to each other. And chapter two spends zero seconds updating you or refreshing you. No, it gets right um, to business. It gets right to business. And so that that already was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to just... I'm sure nothing was super important. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'll pick things up. Um, and, and I think also because it's chapters it's almost as if like there's no forward momentum and that like Toby does it doesn't feel like he's in a rush because of that and I think that like storytelling should always feel like imminent and like propulsive Uh, and, and when it starts to like really take its time then yeah it's like I was kind of waiting as I was playing through this game for more to happen. Yeah, um, I didn't.
1: Yeah, the, I, I had that problem a little bit, but not quite as much. For me, it was more like like we've talked about how I have one out of the two uh, Trails games from the Trails Crossbell games translated into English. But I still don't have I only have the first one, the second one. And so yeah. when I'm playing it. I have an active desire not to advance the story all the way. Because Mm -hmm. I know when I'm done, I'm just going to have to wait for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And that, like, takes the propulsion out of what is a pretty propulsive, well-structured story. And that's how I felt with Deltarune also, was that, like, it it does drag a little bit in spots. But for the most part, it had me wanting to know what was happening next. But in my head, it was also like, well, the more I know, the sooner I'll get to the part where I'm just waiting again. Um, And that pulls the rug out of, like, the momentum, that momentum, and what propulsiveness is in
0: that story gets kind of (laughs) lost. I I, I completely agree. Um, While we're still talking about the story, um, there was some some nice moments that I did like. I like that sort of like walk with your friend along the city where you have that really long conversation. I thought that was just kind of like artistic as you're like each turning off the traps for each other's sides. I thought that was like a very beautiful little conversation and kind of a moment that like took like, you know, took me out of the normal video game haze and made me really pay attention um, and I also really like this character of Queen. Uh, Queen is just a troll, uh, a troll villain, um, and uh, I just really like their vibe. I think Toby is really good at making um, villains that like simultaneously are like menacing but also adorable. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, uh, and, and and I really like that 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 tone that vibe. Um, it's very, very fun. Um, and so I, I'm really into Queen. I really like Queen a lot. But uh, I, I kept on feeling as I was walking through the rooms and as I was completing puzzles that I'd seen all this before. Maybe not in the same amalgamation and setup, but that sort of these I'd seen these magic tricks before. Like it, these, this content had been played for me.
1: Yeah, the comp that kept coming to my mind while I was playing it a little bit in that respect was Futurama and the Netflix series Disenchanted, the Matt Grannig fantasy show, where it, where it was like, this isn't bad, there's stuff happening here, but the approach and the style and the tone and mm-hmm. the sort of, like you said, magic tricks, the sleight of hand, that's all shit from Futurama. That I've seen a thousand times, and so the show, despite and sort of like *Deltarune*, like despite *Disenchanted* being like a snarky show about the shittiness of a fantasy world, which like seems directly in my zone, I just never got like that hooked by it because it was like, well, all of the wizardry here I saw in two thousand two, and *Deltarune* and *Undertale* like a similar relationship to me where it's like it is making these like adorkable villains or these really lovable with a little bit of a snarky streak, good guys. And like Mm -hmm. this like cute world and these nice colors and these conversations that have like a little bit more depth and specificity than your general video game conversation. And like, even like they have this little trick that he does in some of his games, like the conversations meander a little bit, which is so non video gamey because in video games, every conversation is about the important details that you have to know. But in undertale and in Delta room, there are parts where they're like, and we're just going to talk about like this flower for a little bit or whatever, yeah. Um, and that rules. But then in Delta, he's doing all the same shit in Deltarune, and so it
0: doesn't. It, it doing all the same stuff w- without really feeling like it's been added upon in a, in a meaningful way. And and I guess my what what I would love to see from creatives like this in the situation is like okay, well we know that. Toby Fox is super famous because he created Undertale all by himself. I mean, an insane story—one of the most insane stories in all of gaming. I mean, the fact that he wrote it, designed it, drew the characters, and made the music, and like had all of the ability to put it all together and release it is such a gargantuan, like immortal feat of strength. Uh, that's like one of the crazy stories in gaming. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, that's like one but of the I'm, most. Insane I'm things concerned there. though that like, with the sequel, like maybe it's time to work with a team now. Like I know, like, and I'm, I'm not, I know, I may, if you just want to make cute, tiny little indie stuff like this forever, that's totally fine. But I feel like Undertale works because it's made by one guy and it's pretty simple but you can't keep playing that song over and over again. And so just in order to create new art that isn't stale, you are going to have to create it in new ways almost, or it's always going to kind of be like, you know, just, ref- I don't know, like a repeat on your old material. I mean, does, does that, is that ring true to you at all?
1: No, I think, I think so a little bit. Cause I think the problem it runs into is sort of like, um, let's i like, kind of think of a good way to to kind of put this like undertale also yeah the, the reason that brings you to me here's a good way to frame this um uh undertale also works because it's playing a really unique trick on the audience um in that the very first choice you make is presented in typical video game terms but the traditional video game choice you get punished for mm-hmm. um and it happens in a couple of other places throughout the game as well. Um, and that's not like magical and inspiring and subversive when it's like a, the, the trick of a game that got like ma- massively famous. And like, and we've all played. And so this game hasn't even really pulled that trick yet in a real way. But it feels like it can't in the same way. Like, it can't be quite as subversive and, like, against the norm as Undertale was. Because, A, it's just doing Undertale. And, B, the aesthetic and style and conceptual approach are all hugely popular now. Because Undertale is hugely popular. So, it's not just playing the same songs. It's playing the same songs and, like, the original songs, part of what made them magical was how different they were. And this one doesn't have that. So, it's not just that he can't... It's not just that, like... We're repeating the same beats. There are definitely games which repeat the same beats and it's fine. But, like, the reason Diablo 3 is fine with Diablo 2 is that, like, Diablo 2 wasn't, like, original. Its originality wasn't the selling point. Um. So, Diablo 3 being very similar, who gives a shit?
0: Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. But I, I, I would also say, though, that, like, I think that Toby's mind is so incredible. Like the way that he wants to tell a story, the way that he wants someone to experience that story, and all the little tricks and little things he does along the way that make you laugh or surprise you. I just want that mind behind a bigger new project. Now, I'm not saying that like Toby Fox has to make the next fucking Halo or whatever, you know, like it doesn't, he doesn't have to compete in the AAA market, but like. If he wants to create new things, I think he is going to have to outgrow the one-man setup. Maybe not, but I certainly think it would help. um, Because, you know, just at, at the end of the day, I feel like this is someone who should be now going even bigger and, like, at an even greater height. Of his like ability to create and do stuff this happens all the time with like indie filmmakers indie filmmakers will tell you the hardest film they ever made was the first one because after that all the money comes in and and there's jobs and people to handle shit and then all of a sudden you're just doing one job instead of 15 jobs and 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 much the same would be with like a video game thing like this obviously with like constraints and shit but it's like yeah i mean we have to like make those sacrifices to create fresh new stuff and i don't know no it's just where i'm at on it and, and i'm just like i'm gonna finish Deltarune, but I, for someone who inspired me and was such a unique presence like in in gaming i i want i want more from him
1: no i um I absolutely agree, honestly. Like it It feels like because this game is made again, just do just Toby by themselves, it's like, well, alright, we're gonna do the thing that we do, and it's we're gonna do it some more. And there's no one saying, hey, you can't do that again, or how do we push this in a different direction, or how do we plus this up? Um, to the degree that you want. And I really would like to see what it looks like in that setting. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know if you keep the same magic, maybe you find something new or something different happens or whatever. But like, I feel like you can't, you know, uh, you can't make garden state twice. Do you know what I mean? Like,
0: and frankly, maybe not even once, yeah. Well, who
1: mama, but you know what I mean, right? Like, you can't that garden state to the degree that garden state mattered to people, it was like. Wow, this movie is hitting like a tone and a specific style and way that is like new and unique and speaks to like people in this direct way that they give a shit about. The second time you do that, you lose that sort of like oh my god, and going back to that well again just feels like a mistake, and it feels like a mistake that'll get repeated unless he, he unless Toby S. Fox is, like put into a setting with like a different set of constraints or collaborations or whatever.
0: The, the the scene where Zach Braff hands his headphones to Natalie Portman, and it's the soundtrack to Undertale. Incredible. And so she leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I only play Deltarune. Rune. Uh, no, she's a mobile gamer. She's like, I only play uh, the Pixel Puzzle Collection. Yeah, I only play one of those Crystal Goopy Crush. What, candy Crush. Uh, nailed it. Absolutely. Uh, 10 out of 10, a perfect dive. But yeah, you know, I really had, and this is what, you know, m- this is what makes me feel confident that you and me are both incredible video game journalists is I, if you had told either of us a week ago that Delta was coming out and Deathloop was coming out, which two of those, which game would you think that we would have fallen on the positive side and the negative side? It would have been the opposite, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, we would have been like, oh, Dalton's going to crush and Deathloop's going to be meager. I only got Um, Deathloop because
1: Rory sent me 55 messages about how it
0: was fun. Okay, thank you, Rory. Um, Yeah, what a surprise. Video games, (laughs) they can surprise you. And and you know what? You can surprise yourself, too. (laughs) Anyways, that's all for me. (laughs) Just talking about gaming.
1: Uh, While Lex reads his email. no. I, I'm I'm with it. I I too am shocked that this happened the way that it happened. Especially because Deathloop, Deathloop being good to me is a real surprise. To be honest, it is so not the kind of game that I normally would like. Um, and and Delta so does play to that. So I think you're right, and it's good that we're able to say, hey, our preconceptions, no, 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 no. Um, but you know. Is either of them getting as much of my attention as Black Book or Tales of Arise? Well, who can say? But no, they aren't.
0: I can, yeah, I can say. I can say. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm, excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to um, be bravely wrong in the future. Yeah, I, I am excited for more and more games to
1: come out that we can mispredict. The more we are mispredicting what we're going to like and dislike, I think the better the gaming industry is because um, everything's just not quite so
0: obvious. Yeah, yeah. And listen, the industry, they're, they're on pins and needles waiting for our next call. And if you can't wait till next week, folks, you can find us at these places.
1: Yeah. Well, yes, you can. I didn't realize what you were doing for a second. Give me a sec to open my little
0: text edit document. All um, right. Let me let me think of a second segue. Okay. And if you're, And if you're still there... Wait a couple seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent
1: work. Um, yeah, you can find uh, Haley on Instagram and YouTube at Eat Every Sound. You can find Griffin on Twitter and TikTok at Griffin P Davis or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Me, you can find on Twitter at tailboy Boy T A I L underscore B O I, and on Thursdays at eight thirty Central, streaming Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, now this week we're gonna be starting Shin Megami Tensei two because the first game just got unplayably frustrating. Um, so we're starting number two this Thursday 830 central at Forrest G Walker that's Forrest with two R's on Twitch um, he- hell yeah yeah man the first one was so fun and then it got so annoying and I'm really excited to start the second one because it seems a lot less annoying
0: that's right uh, Matrix what were we talking about how we got Shin Megami Tensei <laughs> folks <laughs> we
1: love it here uh, alright well we'll see you all next week Later, everyone. Cool.